Welcome everyone to Screams After Midnight, and if our pre-planning has gone to plan, it is March, it is Zombie <laughs> Month, and today on our horror movie podcast, we'll be discussing a remake uh, of a film that we did the original of uh, a couple of years ago now, we did the uh, the original Dawn mm. of the Dead uh, way back, it was after uh, Romero passed away, we did the, uh, the, mm. the original trilogy, uh, but today we're here to finally come back and talk about Zack Snyder's <laughs> Dawn of the Dead. Uh, so we'll start spoiler-free as we always do. We'll give you a warning before we get into into that. Uh, uh, I don't know if I said our names, actually. I'm Peter, and I'm joined, <laughs> as always, by Tim. Uh, yep, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, I, you know, this episode, relatively speaking, should be close to when your your newborn mm-hmm. child comes into this world and i mm-hmm. think there'll be a relevant scene in this movie <laughs> that we'll talk yeah. about <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> when we get into the spoilers but uh so context and all that uh, when was the last time mm-hmm. you watched this um you know well, well actually <laughs> um like last month like <laughs> what <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I, uh, well, I, it was part of my big 200 horror movies in, uh, October, uh, just for the simple reason, because, uh, I had the Blu-ray for a Mm -hmm. while and hadn't watched it. So I've been going through all this stuff that I'd bought and like, hadn't seen and uh, like, obviously I'd seen it before, but, um, yeah, it was, uh, like it, uh, so excluding that it had been, I don't know, uh, at, at least years, uh, uh, not sure exactly how long but it'd been a while yeah uh i hadn't seen this probably in about a decade like i think <laughs> I, I probably i'd seen it twice before i'd probably seen it sort of whenever i saw it the first time a year or two after it came out and then probably around the early blurry days i probably saw it around then and i hadn't seen it since um and i you know i, I don't know like like if your opinions changed at all mm-hmm. in in the years, I, I know that I think my opinion on this movie, like it was never, it was well, never per, like super positive. I don't think. Well, I I think here's my thing. I mean, we can just get right into it. But like sure, I, yeah. uh, so I mean, I saw this in the theaters. Uh, like you know, it came out in two thousand four. Uh, mm-hmm. I believe, and so, um, yeah, I, I mean. Uh, I don't know exact month, but yeah, I would have been in high school or like uh, if it was in summer or, or late 2004, I would have just graduate. But I remember seeing with this with friends and actually being like pretty positive about it. Like I remember like going coming out of the theater and being like, hey, that's pretty cool. Like, uh, you know, the they did like some interesting things I haven't really seen before. And, um, I, you know, I think at the time I, I had seen, you know, like the original Romero stuff uh, and I liked it. But like, you know, I. I wasn't like a the seasoned you know film veteran uh, that I am today so like yeah I wasn't like you know as precious maybe about stuff as I am now but this is a movie that um I I feel like every time I've watched it since I like it less and less and mm. I'm not going to say it's the worst thing in the world uh and I will say that I think it's easily Zack Snyder's best movie which might not be like a huge compliment. I, I mean, I but... think I agree with that statement, but the bar is yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the bar is somewhere. Um, uh, also, uh, Tim referred I... to himself as seasoned. I'm going to use that again later. I just want you to know that seasoned, seasoned film vet. Hey, I know I got at least 200 movies under my belt. <laughs> so I could say that for sure. Uh, but the it's kind of funny because I do feel like there was stuff uh, that when this... I mean, maybe this might be a little unfair to judge it this way, but like there was stuff that was newer and more fresher at the time uh, that this came out. And I, I feel like um, there's a lot of stuff that you watch now that feels very tropey. Um, but I, I, I think to be fair, it's like, all right, well... You know some of the stuff they weren't really doing that much back then but mm. um and and stuff like yeah it's hard to <laughs> it's hard to watch this now um without like having like you know the the full <laughs> like zack snyderness <laughs> in your mind <laughs> like <laughs> yeah the like there's uh like 
stuff that just I don't know. It, it's hard not to think about <laughs> when you're watching it. Mm. Yeah, I I think when I first saw it, I I was kind of in a sort of relatively positive attitude. I was like, I didn't think it was anything compared to the original. Of course, the original. Sure. Even, even when I first saw this, I'd, I'd seen the original maybe a couple of times and thought it was like a masterpiece. Even then, and yeah. th- th- this I was like, okay, this is not as good, but it was a fun enough watch and mm-hmm. uh, had some fun gore here or there, some some nice moments, whatever. Um, I kind of agree with what something you said though is that every time I've seen it, I've liked it less and less <laughs> than the previous time. And part of that might be like recognizing some of those early Zack Snyder traits, which have only gotten worse right, since. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a factor. I think some of the other things though is part of it's just like a time period thing. Like I, I watched this, you sure. know, last night, and watching it now, like the 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 early two thousands this of a lot of the things in this movie really stuck out to me. Uh, yeah. And not that long ago, I was coerced into it, but I did actually see the entire Resident Evil movie franchise, uh, <laughs> the last couple of which I'd never seen. And it was actually kind of funny to me watching this and recognizing some of the things from those movies that were also in this. Uh, mm. I'm, I'm thinking mainly the gratuitous slow motion in a, like, that sure. would pop up. Uh, the mm-hmm. movie feels obsessed with being cool, which is kind of something that I would say yes. Zack Snyder has a problem with in general. But every yeah. time, like, there was so many times where we do the same slow motion thing of, like, the shell leaving the shotgun uh, as mm-hmm. just after someone fires or something like that. There's a lot of that, like, going on throughout. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, my general opinion of the movie, though, is that it's it's okay still. It's just, sure. it's, it's very kind of hollow and, and vapid. <laughs> I find the, the characters, like, the main dude... Uh, the 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 Best Buy TV salesman, as we find out later, I <laughs> yeah. think he is like annoyingly bland, and a, like it's weird to say someone's aggressively bland, but he's aggressively <laughs> bland. I, like every yeah. time he starts talking about like what they have to do, like he has this really almost condescending sort of like he's trying to do this sort of gruff condescending voice, <laughs> and it just it really like every time I was like ah, oh. and then everyone else is just really unlikable for the most part. <laughs> There's I, I always forget that there's so many goddamn characters there in this is, movie. Oh, there's tons, yeah. And they're so forgettable. Like it's you know, the original, it's you know, very slim cast, but they're there's, all there's, like there's four. There's basically yeah. four. Of the main group, yeah. But they're all like, you know, very memorable. Like even if you haven't seen it in a while, you can like picture them in your heads. Um I, I think yeah, you you have you you know, uh, had a good word for it. Like bland, like people are just uh, and, and I guess maybe you could say, well, maybe they were going for like just having regular people or, or whatever, but it's, yeah, they, they're just very forgettable. <laughs> like, I think the only one you, I usually remember, well, actually, I shouldn't even say remember, but like uh, Ty Burrell uh, sticks out to me because he kind of, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, yeah, mm. no one really knew him. Then he kind of yeah, has gone on to be yeah, I, I you know, remember, more recognizable. But... I remember Ving Rhames just because I know who he is. Sure. Not because the character in of itself is anything interesting. Yeah. and i think part of the problem is is that they're so kind of hollow and unlikable it's just one of these things that i that the early mid-2000s are really guilty of with a lot of horror movies is like mm-hmm. the characters are all kind of dickheads and yeah. not in like a charming way and you know we should mention that this is not all snyder's fault you know james gunn who i do like typically did write the script for this movie and sure. I, yeah. that's you know it's worth mentioning maybe this is him working out his early kinks as well <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, some of the characters, I just... And one of the problems that comes from them being so hollow and just kind of being cannon fodder where, oh, we have to have lots of characters so we can kill tons of characters off, which mm-hmm. isn't necessarily a problem. There's tons of slasher movies I love that I just right. want a body count in. <laughs> um, but one of the problems is that there's a couple of times in the movie where it tries to do, like, oh, emotional music's playing as someone mm-hmm. has to shoot someone they care about or, or something. And I'm like, either we've just been introduced to the characters or we never mm-hmm. cared about them anyway... Or there's a couple that really stick out to me is feeling forced because it's right after someone's introduced. And in the original Dawn of the Dead, like, because there's only, like, four characters, when someone has to either be killed or dies at an event, it feels monumental. It feels like the entire fabric of the movie's changed because one of the four pillars of what we've been following the entire (laughs) movie have just been taken away. And you feel the emptiness there. And this Mm -hmm. is like... Oh, we just lost two characters. Well, here's a van full of more characters to yeah. to fill out the ranks a bit more, kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so that that stuck out to me a lot in this viewing. Is is just the ah, oh, we need more characters. Just keep throwing more in the mix. Uh, I don't. I mean, I don't want to be completely super negative though, because I I I do think there's some nice moments or ideas 
yeah. but I do think the obsessive, like, we have to be cool. We have to do the coolest thing possible at every juncture. Is you know, and, and the result of that is that it feels like it's rushing through a lot of things. Uh, you know, the movie's for some reason determined to have like the the origin of the outbreak happen kind of at the start of the movie. But somehow still get to the point where they're held up in a mall within ten minutes, so it just kind of feels like it rushes through a bunch of stuff. Yeah, and then I think like you kind of mentioned it being like hollow earlier, which mm. yeah, I think like you know that's one of the big thing. Uh, you know, part of what the makes the Romero movies so great is just the you know like kind of social commentary aspect. Like each movie is about something, um, and you know you can find these like metaphors and you know stuff that you can attach to it and then this um yeah like you said like there's nothing like deeper or like really you know emotional or kind of anything you can assign to it it is like yeah it is just kind of a early 2000s movie trying really hard to be cool and, and it sticks it sticks out a lot as well because there's, there's a scene where there's a lot of zombies coming towards them all and they're on the roof and like one of them says you know why are they coming here and this was a conversation that was in the original Mm-hmm. um and you know the answer in the original was like well maybe they're coming out of, maybe it's out of habit because this is where they knew this is where they knew to go they spent so much time here mm-hmm. and you know in this movie so it's just, ah maybe it's out of habit or or maybe <laughs> they know we're here but it's just them raising that same question because in the original mm-hmm. movie them raising that point and saying maybe it's because they remembered coming here it it was mm-hmm. like a you know it was like a signal of saying this is what we're doing this is the the the, the theme of the film and Everything else yeah. in the film reinforces with that that conversation. Here, it's just a throw. It's like a reference to the original. It's a throwaway reference, mm-hmm. and there's a couple of cameos of like people on TV, the actors from the original. Ken mm-hmm. Faree pops up. Tom Savini pops up on mm-hmm. TV, um, and of course they had to take the, the "No More Room in Hell," the dead will walk the earth, and turn it into this big, yeah. like speech, <laughs> uh, as a you know like this religious pastor, like ah, mm-hmm. oh, this is this is a punishment for gay marriage and stuff like that, and <laughs> yeah. Uh, like I don't know, it was, it was like okay. It's not that that's like necessarily a bad idea to have that type of character mm-hmm. or have someone like you know. I mean, we'd be both of the mist and having like character in that who's super religious who's like saying, "No, oh, this is all a punishment for our sins and blah blah." There's nothing wrong with that take because there would be people who react like that. It's mm-hmm. more just that there's a line in the original that they wanted to have in, so they had to overly complicate it because yeah. oh, it's a remake. <laughs> we have to add more to it, so we just, we're just going to add on things and I don't know. It just yeah. That's that's what it felt like to me. Um, oh yeah, totally. And yeah, and like you can easily just if you want to have the line, it's fine. But yeah, it's probably better to just I don't know, just make it something like a little more subtle. And um, but like yeah, I, I do feel like stuff like that, especially in these kind of earlier uh, remakes, like they really go out of their way to try to like I don't know, like make it feel bigger and more important and, and stuff when it's like, nah, no, you're just, you're thinking too much <laughs> about it. Yeah. It leads to a lack of like tone and atmosphere <laughs> or at least one that mm-hmm. feels impactful. Cause in the original, there's this kind of eerie like quality. There's this, like we have to kind of take back the mall. Uh, Cause that's yeah. one of the other things that I really don't like about the remake is that in the original, the mall feels like a character almost. It feels like you oh, really sure. get to know the place. It feels like it is this haven here. It just kind of feels like this really happened to be. It doesn't really mm-hmm. matter all that much there's a montage in the middle where they're all using stuff in the mall which which did happen in the original but again here it feels like it's just i don't know it's just here (laughs) yeah and of course it has to be like more graphic and set Mm -hmm. to like you know a funny ironic song and like have characters like you know having sex and stuff and it's like uh, it's just too much. <laughs> yeah, it's the edgy twelve-year-old version of Dawn of the yeah. Dead in a lot of ways. I, 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 that's actually something else from Zack Snyder, which isn't always a bad mm-hmm. thing per se. His use of music and say Watchmen is 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 quite good at a couple of scenes, but mm-hmm. I did kind of feel it. You know, if, if I remember correctly, the montage in this is like a like a piano version of Down with a Sickness. If I, yeah, <laughs> you know, and then there's, like, there's Johnny it, Cash over the the end credits or, or the opening credits, whatever it is. But you know, there's there's a lot of popular music sprinkled throughout. Yeah, and the, like I, I guess sometimes maybe it works, but sometimes it it just feels like uh, you're just trying too hard. Like, um, yeah, the the down with the sickness thing. Like, I mean, it's kind of funny, but like, I know it does kind of take me out of the movie because now I'm like, oh hey, this is funny that you know this is like slow. Uh, what do you call it like lounge singer version mm. of this 
song <clears throat> but i'm no longer really you know thinking about like the characters and stuff yeah it's a I'm trying to think of it as a good example of a zombie movie that has good, like, source music. Because I, I think the zombie genre by its nature, and maybe even post-apocalyptic in general, feels like it doesn't really lend itself to having, like, a hip track playing. Uh, it feels almost contradictory to what the feeling of the movie is supposed to be. And I'm not saying you couldn't do it in a, an ironic way or something that has a bit more, I don't know, wit to it, but I, I'm, I'm trying to think of a, a good example. Because, you know, because obviously Night, Dawn and Day don't have popular music, sort of coming in i mean yeah i, I mean the, the first example i think of is Shaun of the dead but i mean obviously that's like you know comedic yeah it, it, but it's from the scene though it's, it plays in the radio so it's not true yeah yeah it's not just like over the the, the top as it were um right. yeah i don't know i'm not saying it's not possible but it, it, it just i'm thinking about it in the context of this movie and how it it again it just seems to kind of take mm -hmm. away from the atmosphere of what the feeling is supposed to be yeah uh, like yeah i can't imagine a movie like a a Romero zombie movie doing something like that. Like, it, if he did it, it would have to be because you're doing uh, maybe something funnier or maybe trying to do something like hip or sleek or something. But <clears throat> yeah, I feel like it would take away like a lot of dread and, and stuff that usually kind of comes with the zombie movie. Yeah. Uh, how did you or how do you feel about the zombies themselves, the the running and all that jazz? Um, so, I, I mean, that was one of the things I, I feel like I liked when it, it first came out, uh, because it was kind of different. Um, you know, it, it's one of those things where it's like, all right, I, I don't want to see every movie like this, but it's an interesting idea to, <clears throat> you know, shake something up. Like, I, I do prefer classic night zombies where they're kind of shambling around, uh, you know, to fast zombies, but uh, I'm not against the idea. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean... It's one of those things, though, that I feel like it takes like a little bit away from it because I feel like, all right, we got a lot of movies after this with fast running zombies and they all kind of make the same noise. Like it's always like this, like, like, you know, sound yeah. whenever they see, which I'm just really over <laughs> at this point. Um, yeah, well, but, I don't know. It's fine, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, one of, one of the things that stuck out to me is uh, just how quickly they turn. Like, within, like, five seconds of being bit, they're, they're turned into zombies, <laughs> and it's so different from the classic Night, Dawn, Day and a lot of zombie stuff. And it's funny <laughs> that we happen to be recording a review of 28 yeah. Days Later, like, right <laughs> after this, because that, that, that won the vote for the zombie theme month, and that's what, that's what we're going to do. But uh, it's funny because it, it, that happens in 28 Days Later as well, is that it's like a quick, <laughs> like, 10 seconds transition before the person turns into a zombie. And it really does feel like this movie took a lot from that that film. Because um, 20 Days Later, I, I'm going to say it was definitely the first with running zombies, but it's definitely the one that kind of brought it to the, the audience and the mainstream yeah. and said, hey, we can do this. And I think Dawn of the Dead remake kind of established that, hey, now other movies are going to use that type of zombie. And it's going to just be, yeah. now you've got two choices. <laughs> like if you're making a zombie movie, mm -hmm. you've got two choices now. You're doing the quick zombie, <laughs> or you're doing the slow zombie. Um. And I don't mind that as a choice. I mean, if anything, it's you know it's something that feels different. I honestly like. I think if I was going to do like a, a movie called Dawn of the Dead, like I, I wouldn't set it in the mall. I, I feel like it's pointless trying to recreate that. And I think this movie mm. kind of proves that it was kind of pointless doing that. Like at least do it somewhere different. Go, go Dead Rising tour it. Do it in a casino or something like that. <laughs> like give them yeah. a different kind of like building. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Like if you're gonna do it in a mall, like. I feel like maybe try to have like more fun with it. Um, like, I don't know, maybe utilize the surroundings more. Cause uh, again, you kind of mentioned it earlier, but yeah, it doesn't really feel like they like kind of, you know, like take, uh, you know, like are, are, are using the environment that much. And, no. um, to the point where, uh, yeah, like the first one, like the mall feels so like, like you said, like a character, like it really sticks out in your mind. And like, you know, I can, you know, like envision it in my head, like, you know, someone like where the escalator is placed and where like the fountain is and like the, what the back rooms look like. And then this, it just feels very like bland. Like I, I watched it a few days ago and I can't, couldn't even really tell you much about like what the layout was like, or a lot of the rooms that they visit, you know? Yeah. Plus the, the whole idea here that, uh, <laughs> Like, in the original, the mall was this, like, gold mine that they'd stumbled into, and it was like, oh my god, this is, like, this is our mecca, this is, like, everything we ever need, and that played into the social commentary. But mm -hmm. here, like, you know, characters run into each other, 
and they say, oh, there's no point in going there. We just came from there. There's no one left. Uh, yeah. We're going to the mall. And then the camera just comes up over the hill and the mall's there. Like, it doesn't feel mm-hmm. like... The, like you know if, if they if they actually thought about this or there was a reason or that maybe it was more of a i don't know it just it felt again so like rushed mm-hmm. where they, they wanted a character to say we're going to the mall but without any yeah. kind of like oh because we think there'll be supplies or because we think this because we think that anything like that so it's mm-hmm. i don't know it's just like hey we're at the mall now just yeah we're here <laughs> now we can just go on with things because the, the original as well takes a bit of time to get to the mall this is a good like 20, yeah. 25 minutes in the original before you get there yeah <laughs> they might as well have just had a character said like hey we should go to a mall like in that movie <laughs> yeah <laughs> it almost does feel like it should have in fact I, I, I can't even say uh we're going to the mall without hearing the the song from how i met your mother <laughs> like oh yeah uh, you know the robin sparkles thing yeah. i'm not even a big fan of that show but i remember that that song <laughs> and that it, it just uh just, i don't know it there's no reverence in the mall in this movie. It's just mm. kind of the place, uh, and yeah, I, I think that's more a problem with it being a remake than it is about being a movie on its own. If this was a movie on its own sure. that wasn't connected to anything, that wouldn't necessarily be a problem. If the characters were more interesting, which they're not, you know, that's another problem separate. Mm-hmm. But uh, because the that's what the original really brought to the table. This one, it just kind of feels like ah, it's just that's what they are. No big deal. <laughs> yeah, let's just roll with it. Um. Some gore, yeah. some of the gore's good. Uh, yeah, the gore's not bad. Like you yeah. know, some kills are decent. Um, yeah. Did Did you watch uh the theatrical version or the unrated version? Unfortunately, for some reason, I bought this in Blu-ray back in like twenty ten. because uh, <laughs> I bought a lot of nonsensical things on Blu-ray in twenty ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, it was the unrated director's cut I had, so I had to sit through okay. an almost two hour <laughs> version of the goddamn thing. <laughs> uh, what version did you watch? Uh, I watched the theatrical. Uh, Son of a bitch. <laughs> Although, I mean, I've seen the unrated before. I might have watched the unrated in October. Uh, I forget. But um, yeah, because I have the Scream Factory Blu-ray, um, which has the, mm. yeah, it has a, a disc for each. And it's funny because I was looking at it and, uh, you know, I was looking at that unrated disc and I was like, I don't even want to go anywhere near any kind of Snyder cut. I don't want to, <laughs> like, I, I, not uh, get away from me. <laughs> That's good. But I haven't even thought of that. You're right. I watched the Snyder yeah. Cut of uh, Don't Have a Day. Yeah, I, I wish I could did have the theatrical option because it's 10 minutes shorter and I could have uh, done with and the, that. And I remember uh, having like this, uh, you know, uh, me and my friends used to like, I don't, I don't know if I want to say debate, but we used to talk about this a lot because uh, I, I think it was like a big thing with us when like the Lord of the Rings movies came out. Came mm. out but like, you know, sometimes the theatrical version is just a better version like the sometimes you know, the, these unrated and director's cuts like yeah sometimes there's a reason why you know they don't want people to put out like two hour and 30 minute <laughs> movies and stuff like uh i don't know sometimes uh sometimes it's nice yeah it's just it's, it's very case by case sometimes it's just like ah, yeah. oh, hey we've got some deleted scenes we can throw back in so we can resell it as another mm-hmm. version but sometimes it's no the original version was compromised and the director actually you know wants a, this version to be out there and yeah uh, you know it, it varies from t- time to time like because and then there's some that are like kind of like f- just kind of 50 50 like terminator mm-hmm. 2 special edition is a solid version of the movie and the extra scenes are interesting and, and cool to see but i think the theatrical cut's got better pacing I, I, you typically i'll, I'll pick mm-hmm. the theatrical cut of terminator 2 when i've given the choice yeah. but the same director with aliens i'll always go with the longer one because it has so much mm-hmm. uh good character stuff <coughs> that really adds to the movie so you know, it's very case by case. Yeah, but yeah. So th- there's that. So unfortunately, I watched the longer one. For some reason, this <laughs> is the this is the American Blu-ray, and mm. for whatever weird reason, there's a, a scene at the start, and I don't know if it's in the theatrical cut, but it's, it's when uh, the main character played by Sarah Polly, to his name, I have no idea what it is. Uh, but she's driving uh, away from our neighborhood, and there's a scene mm-hmm. where she's like a, a a topless zombie like stumbles past her. Um, to the windshield. I don't, I don't know. Is that is that even in the theatrical cut at all? Uh, I I don't remember it. Uh, I I feel like I've seen it before in the unrated, but yeah, yeah. I don't I don't think it was on this watch. Yeah, you'd remember the boobs, surely. The boobs yeah. are pretty. Well, for some reason, even on the unrated director's cut in the US, this is not in the uh, the UK disc. This is uncensored, but on the mm-hmm. US disc, there's like CG blood added to the windshield, so you can't see the boobs, <laughs> which is really weird because there's boobs later on in the movie. So I'm not so sure why they felt the need to censor the the boobs here, but 
It's, um, you know, <laughs> zombie boobs are too much. <laughs> uh, apparently, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but hey, so, um, as, as far as anything else, spoiler-free, um, I will say some of the, the CG, especially whenever there's an explosion, the CG, it looks really bad, I thought. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you, <laughs> yeah, you felt that. Uh, there's some mm-hmm. scenes later on where they're sort of like driving through crowds of zombies and I thought those like exterior shots looked pretty bad like they just again mm-hmm. it all felt very CG uh, and the explosions look really iffy there's, there's one in particular that really <laughs> makes me laugh it's uh, and it's because it just it feels so fake it's um, one of the characters the head of security dude uh, CG I think his name is uh, he's on top of a roof and there's an explosion sort of in the street and the shot of him reacting They've put in like some CG flames at the bottom coming up, and he kind of just sort of like ah, as if there's heat. And it just—it always just—it looks so fake to me. It looks like really kind of like I, I can almost see like the student movie that like, is trying like oh, we can do fire effects, uh, so yeah. we'll have the character react, and uh, I don't know. Um, but it's also it's also very strange where like they have like these two really big explosions. Like mm-hmm. it seems like just back to back. Like I'm like. All right, I, I feel like we don't. We could have just used the one. Yeah. Like, it like it seems weird where it's like, all right, here's our big explosion, and then like, yeah, they they drive a little bit more, and then like, all right, let's do another explosion real quick. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, all right. Yeah, I I kind of feel the same at the opening because uh, I I I happened to mention that we were doing this to Tara, and she talked about remembering how she liked the opening mm-hmm. scene and. Uh, what she means by that is the, the neighborhood where she comes out of the house and like the, the yeah. camera kind of pans around and there's people you know but it, it, even that i i kind of had some problems with like i, I like some of the actors like some of the acting of like, the characters who are just on the street like yelling at her and stuff i felt was a bit mm. off and then for, it has this need to like constantly have like explosions going off in the distance and stuff is it yeah like, you know the, the entire world I, fell apart in one night kind of thing yeah i, I kind of like the idea of it like it's um like, I, I don't know if it, like, uh, uh, how much is edited in there, but, you know, it's like, it feels like one, you know, just mm. one long take, which which is kind of cool, and I like the idea of all the chaos uh, and stuff, but, yeah, I mean, in the same way, like, I remember that being a really cool scene, like, when I first watched it, and, yeah, when you watch it now, it does kind of, does not look as good <laughs> as I remember it, but, yeah. I don't know, I, I, I still kind of like the idea of it, though, and, uh, and uh, yeah, I do like the um like it the idea of like uh you know when we're starting and you know it it starts right away and then kind of having like the stuff at our home uh, yeah i think is like a a little interesting um i don't know it it, it's not perfect but uh i I think that stuff is okay yeah it's very (laughs) watchable though i i think obviously we've talked about all the things we don't like about it and all the stuff that's aged Mm -hmm. poorly it, it is very watchable. I, I think the, probably the the biggest problem as a movie on its own, forgetting this a remake, the biggest problem is just how hollow and like vap, or just vapid and empty the characters are. You know, I, I don't give a shit about a single character, and that's yeah. I think the biggest problem of this movie. Um, well, I mean, I guess you can call us the uh, the Watchmen because we did watch it. I'm not so sure what prompted that <laughs> terrible joke, but. Uh, here it is. He said it's very watchable, so oh, it's sure, like, well, yeah. I, I okay. guess that makes us a watchman then. <laughs> okay. I guess we're going to, I guess we're going I don't to know if it's go. too late to change the name of the podcast to The Watchmen. I, I feel like Warner Brothers would probably say us uh, <laughs> if we did that, but yeah, okay. Wise idea, wise idea. Um, <laughs> I don't know if the, the upcoming fatherhood is, is making Tim go loopier than usual, but <laughs> here we are. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's I, I, I would say, though, like, um, <laughs> again, though, like, yeah, I agree. It is watchable. Like, it's not like, um, you know, it's not like, oh, my God, like, this is going to be torture putting it on. And again, if you... Uh, compared to the rest of Snyder's oeuvre, then, uh, yeah, I would say this is easily the most watchable one. Like, if I had to go back to any of his, yeah, stuff, uh, this would definitely be it. I, I guess, I, I think all of Zack Snyder falls under this, but I'd say it's st- all style and no substance, and I don't necessarily yeah. always like the style. And sure. that kind of sums up Zack Snyder's oeuvre for me as well. <laughs> um, 
notably things get even worse i think with his style for me and then on top of that of course he starts adapting characters that i really care about later which really upsets me so yeah uh but that's that's whole that's whole that's next our discussions for another day um <laughs> but yeah so uh, okay i'll take this time to thank your patreon producers for the month so thank you to tyler hess cindy palisades david short board now al tribesman christopher moy brett williams and david brown they are patreon producers for the month well, I should say at the time of recording, because by the time this goes out, we may have 10 more Patreon producers. I have no idea. <laughs> it's the future. But, uh, or we're in the, the past. we're going, probably. <laughs> well, that's a positive thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why not? We usually get five or ten new <laughs> people a day. <laughs> it's not that good. <laughs> well, hopefully by March, things will look at that, that, that spiffy. That'd be great. Uh, but you can, of course, support us over at patreon.com slash TV for as little as $1 per month. And $1 is uh, is a lot. Don't think it isn't because it is more than we mm-hmm. make from like ad plays on YouTube if you watched every single video we put out in a month. Um, but you get bonuses, you get bonus episodes of the, you know, the back catalogue of bonus streams. They'll be returning uh, sometime in uh, sort of mid-late spring. Uh, but... There's a whole back catalogue of like 25, 26 of those. You can go check out those. There's voting rights at the $5 tier and early access at the $5 tier. Um, if you can't do any of that, though, do not feel bad. You can hit the like button on YouTube. Liking is super important and lets the YouTube algorithm know that we're worth recommending out and more people will find us. So there's lots of ways to show your support. Uh, so mm-hmm. thank you very much. Mm-hmm. That is the end of your public service announcement. We will now continue with your regularly scheduled review podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. So full spoilers for Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead from henceforth. And we kind of mentioned the opening, uh, of course. It's just, you know, main character's a nurse. I should get her name. Let's have something to call her. Anna. Mm-hmm. Would you have guessed Anna? Would you? Would you? No. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been like, uh, Sarah. <laughs> That's the actor's name. So, I mean, it's <laughs> not that weird. Um, and blind white dude is Michael, apparently. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I would not have told you that. Um, but fair enough, fair enough. Um, so, actually, uh, Mackay Pfeiffer, who's in this, he's one of the, the characters they, they run into very quickly. He is the pregnant wife. What else was he in that we did recently that made me go, oh, he was in that? Ah, well, it wasn't that recently, but I, st- I still know what he did last summer. This, this, this is Mackay Pfeiffer um, of yeah. I still know what he did last summer fame, if you can call it that. Um, the... Uh brother of uh michelle pfeiffer if i if i'm correct in that i'm going to say it's unlikely okay <laughs> i'll think him and michelle pfeiffer look a lot alike <laughs> Just gonna... uh, all right fair <laughs> enough fair enough <laughs> um, uh so but yeah, so she goes home. There's a, a quick, again, all very quick and snappy, but there's a quick sort of scene of her, like, being comfortable with her husband. Uh, but then the kid who she talked to before, like, comes in and bites him the next morning, and chaos reigns, and she's out driving in the streets. Uh, like I say, very flashy, big shot of the street and all the chaos and explosions in the distance. Um, you know, that's what it is. But very quickly she runs into... Uh, you know these other characters uh, she runs into ving rooms first who who helps her at the car and then they run into bland michael and the <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the pregnant woman with her husband and and whoever so uh they, they they go into the mall and i think one of the things that this movie does that maybe the original just i don't want to say glossed over but just it wasn't like a factor in the original is the idea that there's like security in the mall that kind of becomes a big thing early on where it's kind of a oh, sure a power play where you've got very like three of them like two of them are kind of shitty characters in fact the closest thing we have to an arc in the movie really is that the main one cj who's a who's a complete prick at the end is kind of willing to like be not a prick yeah <laughs> you know he actually sacrifices himself in a really stupid way to be honest i, I never understood he you know at mm-hmm. the end of the movie he's like oh no you go and i'll catch up because he wants to like take on the horde and like you could just run with. I don't. I don't see what you what what, yeah. what you achieved by staying behind. You, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like you really could have just went with them. I, I don't know. It's uh... and like, I, I don't know. Like, are these characters supposed to be? Because like, it, I, I guess a big thing that's like missing from this version is like we don't have the bikers. Like, yeah. Uh, you know, in the original, which kind of become the antagonists. Like, you know, towards the end, and like, I don't know if these are kind of supposed to replace them. Like, 
you know, because these are like the kind of angrier, shittier people that like, you know, our good characters have to fight against. But um, yeah, it's kind of strange. Like, I mean, they're here very early on. I don't know. Yeah, it, it kind of takes it and turns it into more of like a like because one one of the things I love about the original is like they have to sort of think about how to like clean up the mall and get rid of all the zombies. How do we make it safe? How do and it, there's a lot of tactical planning that goes into that, and I love that portion of that movie. Here it's more about this power play of like at first the, the security guards are in charge and they won't let them have weapons and they're kind of awful to them, um, and then you know things kind of flip once there's you know more characters arrive and they end up like getting the upper hand and they, they lock them in the cell and 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 whatever um so it's a very different uh mechanic i i, I won't say that that's a bad thing i actually think that's a, a good tactic to make it feel different is to have this kind of power play mentality from the get-go it's kind of like taking and, parts of dot uh, night into it as well mm-hmm. uh, in a way by having these characters who are sort of like have the power because they're the ones that have more guns and they have the keys and mm-hmm. stuff like that it is also a little interesting because I feel like, you know, a lot of zombie movie formulas are, you know, kind of set up and then a lot of zombie stuff. And then I feel like, um, you know, the final act will introduce like these bad humans like that. I, I feel like there's a number of zombie movies uh, that do that. So I guess it is a little interesting to kind of, you know, flip it and have that, um, you know, more towards uh, the start. But uh, again, it doesn't really feel like, I don't know they do anything that interesting with it it is just kind of like you know kind of quickly like <clears throat> hey here are these assholes and oh wait now they're the ones in the cages and yeah we're going forward yeah i mean the the most interesting i think element of the movie is probably the idea of the, the guy across the street right the i, I, oh, yeah. I i've i always kind of like this idea that there's someone who's also safe in their own place. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, in this case, it's like a gun store. Like there's no gun store in the mall this time, but there's mm-hmm. one across the street. And this guy <laughs> who's living there, uh, like communicates with like cards. There's a lot of like uh, you know, Ving Rames who is at first obsessed with getting mm-hmm. to his brother. Uh, mm-hmm. Ends up forming this friendship after he's like convinced his brother's dead, and he's really pissed about that. He ends up like forming a bond with this guy Andy who lives across the street, mm-hmm. and they're like playing chess but holding up signs with binoculars. And, yeah. and stuff and I, I thought the that friendship and then the attempt to kind of like get food to him because he's running because this mm-hmm. is what i love about zombie movies i love the mechanical kind of like how do we survive the problem how do we solve the problems yeah. that come up mm-hmm. so that's like okay there's a sea of zombies between us and him and he's mm-hmm. ran out of food we have to get him food somehow um mm-hmm. i love that concept i don't necessarily love how they tackle it in the movie because they just sort of no. like it just so happens that dogs are like immune to zombies the zombies don't care about dogs so they can send a dog yeah. i don't really care about that I, that feels like just a, yeah it feels like something they just wrote into the script because they need a solution to this so they just made up this rule yeah yeah, yeah it, it always feels like uh yeah i, I don't like it like uh, i mean I, I love dogs and I, I am grateful that like we don't see this dog get ripped apart by zombies but it also just kind of feels like a cheat like all right why the hell would they not eat dogs you know like why would they not be eating every like living thing they can find you know like uh, it seems kind of weird to me yeah it's just it's just kind of a weird rule to like help with the, the problem they present rather than yeah. the characters inventively coming up with something um especially since it's like you know five minutes later when like nicole the the sort of the redhead uh, woman whose dad like because they're in the second batch of characters that come so when we get the, the second batch of characters from the truck we have an older woman. We have a guy who's like, uh, like an organ player at a church who's also gay, and we have mm-hmm. kind of the asshole Ty Burrell character, his younger girlfriend, and was there anyone else? But anyway, so it's Nicole and her father, mm-hmm. though, right? And her father's already been bit. And at this point, and I think that's one of the things that frustrates me watching this movie, and it's one of the most frustrating things about zombie movies in general, is that like i get that you have to have character okay they don't know what zombies are this is a world where there's no zombie movies and that's fine i i, mm. I understand why you want that you don't want them to be cracking zombie jokes or you want them to take it seriously so it's just the the, the infected the, the, the whatever <laughs> but we have to go through this process of them not knowing a how to kill them and b not knowing how they get infected so wait and the movie spends quite a bit of time on the wait it's the bite the bite does it and like you know, this <laughs> idea that you'll turn into a zombie if you get bit like the audience all knows this, right? If you're if you've seen any number of zombie stuff, if you you know it's just pop culture at this point. 
So it's kind of tedious, unless there's some new twist on it or some mechanic or some like emotional like connection to it. It's really frustrating watching this play out. And this is kind of what I was talking about earlier, where we have this thing where they have to choose to kill this guy because he's going to turn. And the daughter, which is conveniently not a long... For him, it's conveniently a long time. It's not 10 seconds. Um, yeah, I guess I, I wasn't sure if there was a... I forget, did they say why that was? They never did. I can only assume it's because he didn't get killed as well. It, maybe it's only 10 seconds. If, okay. if you get killed in bit, it's 10 seconds. But if you're just bit and you're still alive, it'll take a long time for you to turn. I guess that makes sense, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but... <coughs> so they have to do this thing where she's emotional. She's crying and the music's ramping up and it's like, who's going to do it? And I'm like, we literally just met this guy. And, <laughs> yeah. and the character in the call, I'm sorry, is like one of the most annoying characters in this movie. Uh, she She's so upset about her dad. That's all we ever really get to know about her. And then she like sort of latches on to the young security guard, the one who's kind of good, who kind of turns his back on the other two assholes. But then she gets obsessed with taking care of the dog. And when the dog gets in trouble, when it goes to like get food to Andy, she ends up driving out in the truck and like putting herself in danger to get to it. And then she's just constantly like whimpering and crying for her, you know, her new boyfriend or her the dog. Or mm. it's very one note, and it's very frustrating to like yeah. watch. Uh, <laughs> most of them are one note. That's that's kind of the problem is that they're all one note in one way or the other. Um, I mean, did you care when Blandy McBlanderson and Lady <laughs> Blanderson like eventually kiss? Like you know, like no, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the the thing that kind of sucks is like I think they're like all like you know, pretty good actors, like, uh... You yeah, know, yeah, there's nothing wrong but, there, I think. But yeah, they don't really have much to do. Like, I think the only pe- people that really stand out are, like, yeah, like, Ty Burrell and, um, yeah, the the mustache guys at CJ. Uh, yeah. Yeah, like, like they stand out because, like, they're assholes, so you know, usually assholes, like, kind of, you know, tend to maybe have, like, more one-liners or a bit more personality, but yeah, everyone is just kind of, like, bland and hey we're good because we're good i guess i don't know it's just it's hard to feel anything from a lot of this stuff well i think the big example that i would go to here is that so eventually the pregnant woman like is mysteriously like being hidden from everyone in one of the stores Mm -hmm. and uh, mckay pfeiffer he is like being very secretive and it turns out that she's actually turned right she's been bitten (laughs) she's turned but the the baby's still coming and he's kind of latched on to the idea that he's living just for the, the you know the arrival of his baby um, again, as, as a soon-to-be father, I'm sure you love watching uh, <laughs> this sequence. Um, oh, yeah. What if my child's a zombie baby? Ah! <laughs> but, so so what ruins this for me, right? So you've got a zombie <laughs> woman, the baby's born, and then like a power outage happens. There's like, there's like an action scene down like, the uh, where the generators are down the parking lot area like, with some of the guys, right? But then we mm-hmm. cut back up to these characters, and... It's the older, and I say older, she's like, I mean, she's not that old, but it's like a sort of, you know, 50-year-old, 50, mid-50s woman that's kind of in the team, and she goes to check on them, and she catches, you know, this, like, the, oh, the baby's a zombie, the woman's a zombie, and she, of course, does what she's supposed to do, which is shoot the, the woman in the head, because she's a zombie now, and Mikai Pfeiffer is like, you're gonna kill my family, and he essentially gets into a shootout with this woman, and mm. so this should be a big emotional scene, right? If we'd sp- I mean, I think we have to spend more time on these characters to actually care about them. But let's just assume yeah. we did, right? Forget that problem in the first place. Assuming we did. This mm. scene is completely, like, all the emotion is ruined because instead of having sort of some, like, quiet moment where things are happening, the, the music is going nuts and we get, yeah. for some reason, like, a lot of slow motion as he's like pulling the trigger repeatedly so he's he's holding a zombie baby in one arm <laughs> and the shot's got him like sort of the guns like out in the <laughs> foreground and he's like shooting this woman and it just it feels really over the top and silly in a way mm-hmm. that kind of betrays like i think what the scene's really trying to feel yeah um but that's not that yeah no it's uh i mean i will give him credit with like i mean this idea i think is good and i can't really you know, think of any other movies that try to like tackle this. So, you know, I'll at least give him credit for that, that it's something kind of new and interesting, but yeah, it's when you go and watch it, it's like, Oh, uh, I feel like they could have done something like cooler or yeah. Like maybe it would have played a lot better if it was 
<clears throat> just try to be like more subtle and creepy instead of like yeah over the top and actiony and like you know they it, it, it's trying to like kind of throw it in your like it almost feels like um instead of doing something like that could have been like genuinely creepy instead they opted for the you know going the route of like uh isn't this so messed up like look how like messed up it is that the baby's a zombie like i bet you didn't expect that like yeah. hey like whoa. I, think like, word, uh, I think the word edgy applies edgy which, yeah, which fine yeah, enough yeah. i feel like zach snyder's filmography <laughs> kind of leans into that a lot uh you know batman sure. v superman is trying to be edgy quite you know yeah uh and then, of course, the scene ends with, like, them all realizing there's a zombie baby, and you know, it cuts away, and we hear the gunshot, and it's like, okay, all right, whatever. <laughs> like, know, the whole scene ends up playing to me as laughably bad, rather than, like, you know, unique or, like, devastating. I don't feel devastated watching yeah. this scene. I see this over the top, the way it's been shot, the, the way it's, like, he's shooting the gun, and the slow motion's, like, and the bullets are, and the women's, like, you know, the scrubs are going off, and... Like the whole thing just comes to comes comes over to me is just <coughs> excessive and ridiculous and tactless. That's the word. The tactless. <laughs> it's very tactless. Yeah. Uh, that makes sense. <laughs> so yeah, that's that. Um, is there any other stuff when they're in the mall that's kind of worth talking about? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, for for some reason, this scene always sticks out in my mind. But when like that kind of like bigger zombie is running towards like sarah polly and she kind of like um almost like harpoons it and then kind of has to like you know like shift her body weight <laughs> to drag it down uh i always thought that was kind of cool um but, but yeah there's some decent mm-hmm. like you know stabbings and decapitations and yeah. you know shotgun blasts like blowing off someone's head there's, there's a few examples of that they, they, they're, all, they're all fine uh i will mm-hmm. say i don't love how the movie looks it's kind of this weird thing where it's not desaturated like some of Snyder's films. It's actually very mm-hmm. saturated, but it's going for this kind of grimy thing over the top of it as well. And it yeah. kind of, it, it, it makes everything feel a little bit just almost too saturated. Like, like, it, like it's going for like extremes and it, it, I don't know, mm. it comes off a bit weird to me, but um, I, I've never been fond of Zack Snyder's shooting style though. I've never been fond of his visuals. Uh, some people love these mm. stuff. I, I, I've never understood it, but that's a taste thing more than anything else, but. Um, I don't think it plays out um, when you actually like watch it or <clears throat> at least not for me. Like the, the, the way I always kind of thought about it is like, I feel like y- you might be able to take like single frames uh, from his movie and you show it as a still image and you can, you might be able to go like, Oh, that's like a really cool, like looking image. But when you actually watch it all together, it usually doesn't work for me. I don't know. Yeah, I can see that. I, I, I do think the pacing of, of everything is kind of off kilter. Everything's kind of rushed mm-hmm. and snappy in a way that I don't think fits kind of... If, if it, it feels more like an action movie than a horror movie. Honestly. Sure. you know, yeah. I've given some specific examples of like the slow motion gunshots and stuff feeling like an action movie, but just the, the way it's edited, the way it kind of flows, it feels more like an action movie than it does a horror movie. Um, yeah. And that isn't necessarily a bad... If that's what it is, that's what it is. Like If it's an action movie, it's an action movie, but... Uh, <laughs> I don't know if the movie's actually trying to be an action movie, <laughs> like, yeah. for the most part. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm not really sure exactly what it's trying to go for. It kind of seems a little mm-hmm. all over the place. But hey, so eventually it's like, okay, we can't stay here. There's some buses in the downstairs. We can reinforce them so they put panels on it, and they've got, like, mm-hmm. slots for chainsaws, and it's during this, because they're still planning on saving Andy at this point, but obviously Andy eventually dies, and uh, it, you know, it is what it is, but they, they go it, they go across and get it, ammo and stuff. Yeah, it, it feels so stupid, like, how he dies, too, because it's like, uh, like you're saying, yeah, the, they're having the dog send them food, <clears throat> and they have, like, this little, like, I don't know, I, I guess kind of, like, almost, like, doggy door <laughs> or thing that they open it up for the dog to come in, and then it's, like, the zombies just instantly <laughs> come in through it as well, and it's kind of, like, I feel like uh, it seems like so simple. It's like, hey, you guys couldn't have really thought that out better or like maybe had more precaution in there's, place. Like, there's some conceptual stuff here. I love the idea of not seeing what happens and just hearing it over the walkie-talkie. Or, I know, agree with that, yeah. Like, I, I like the idea of like, not, not being able to see it. Like, shielding mm-hmm. that from us, I think, is really smart. 
Um, yeah. It does feel it does all feel a bit stupid though when like a minute later they say, "Oh, we can go through the sewers to get to them because they they go themselves <laughs> on, in the sewers and it's a little yeah. bit dangerous." But it's you know, it's like this couldn't have been the plan in the first place. Like, yeah. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but one of the big things. So I remember I mentioned that CJ at the end like sacrifices himself. He says, "No, go, I'll catch up," because he wants to take on the horde and then he stays back, gets bit, and then he just blows up the uh, you know the, the the gas tank to like blow everything up. Mm. Um. That's especially stupid when a minute later it was revealed that Michael's already bit, and he even he even specifically <laughs> says that he was bit before that. He was bit, you know, when he was saving her like ten minutes ago. And all I could think was, wait. So when CJ said, "No, you go. I'll stay back. I'll catch up." You couldn't have said, "No, I've already been bit. You go." Mm-hmm. It kind of yeah. makes Michael a complete and utter dick. <laughs> he's pretending to be all goody two shoes and noble, but he's kind of an <laughs> asshole here. Yeah, <laughs> he let it's CJ true. kill himself for nothing. <clears throat> he could have done that. Yeah, uh, no, <laughs> that's definitely messed up. Uh, and then uh, it, it's funny too. The um, like when the the car flips over uh, and like the uh, forget like that the woman's name, but like um, the older guy <laughs> accidentally kills her with a chainsaw just because they're like the car is kind of bouncing around and stuff. It seems like such like a weird like pointless death yeah yeah that's the younger girlfriend from tyra burrell's character yeah. uh he also gets zombified himself because he, he sort of makes a run for it when the car when the, the bus flips and uh they, they end up having to you know shoot him too yeah and then earlier in the movie uh he had said to sarah Pol- uh sarah polly's character like hey if i ever turn into one of those things you're more than welcome to put a bullet in my head and then it's exactly what she does I don't know if it counts as putting a bullet in your head when the when the the blast just completely eviscerates your entire head. The head doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it was more like a, a shockwave. I'm 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 just. Uh... Well, she well she shoots his character though. Oh, she does. Yeah. He doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't die in the uh, explosion. <laughs> oh, I'm not correcting you. I'm I'm just. Uh, oh. I'm I'm pointing out that the like it's not like a regular bullet that she, she shoots him with that hits him in the head. Mm-hmm. She like. Blast his head off with a shotgun. It just it's like oh, oh, completely okay, gone. Yeah, gotcha. yeah. Uh, <laughs> sure, sure. So uh, I, I guess I'm just saying it's more over the top than what he said. Uh, true, true. Uh, yeah, but um, yeah. So yeah, like I say, some of the CGs are like riding the, the the buses around and there's a hordes of zombies around them. Looks a bit rough. Uh, but the plan is to get to the docks because uh, Ty Burrell owns a boat because of course he does. Mm. Um. I think again adding to the tone that I'm just not super into with this movie is the whole like mm-hmm. uh all the snippets of like the, the 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 camera like throughout the credits. It's it's also weird because it feels like it, it doesn't really feel like a little Easter egg post credit scene. It's like, oh no, this feels like an important part of the movie, but for some reason you cut it up and you're only showing it like during the credits. And it it's kinda it, it's stupid because like the movie kind of ends like, <clears throat> all right, we made it to this boat, and uh, what will happen next? I, I guess uh, we'll just have to wait and yeah, see. The, the, but then the, it's like instantly, all right, here's what happens. <laughs> they're they're riding off into the sunrise, and it's like hopeful that maybe they can find something, and it's like an ending. And then I feel like all these little snippets that happen where they get to an island and they have to run back to the boat because there's zombies. It's just like, oh no, there's not really an ending here. It's just, yeah. you know, <laughs> it, it feels less like an ending once these snippets come into it. It's weird. Yeah. Like, when it was just... Because at first I thought it was just a joke that they found Ty Burrell's camera and it was like, here's some of the stupid mm-hmm. things he was doing in the boat. So it's like a little Easter egg. But once you yeah. actually get to them getting to an island and they have to run back, it's like, well, okay. So I guess the movie just doesn't feel like it finished now. Yeah. And like, I, I don't know if... I, I, I'm assuming that I'm thinking about it too much, but I can't help it since we just watched Zombie 2. Mm-hmm. which is like an unofficial sequel to dawn of the dead that like as i was watching this now i was like is this a reference to that because it yeah oh, i, I mean, don't know yeah i'm thinking boats and you know <laughs> I, zombies on an island uh, i don't know <laughs> i mean if, if this is supposed to be a reference to zombie 2 the fact that there's no shark makes Zack Snyder a coward, quite frankly. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but then apparently the zombies in this world don't even pay attention to dogs, so why would the shark even be... Yeah. The, the, <laughs> I mean, I could understand the argument with the shark to a point. Like, the idea being that it's not a, not a mammal, so maybe that's like a di- mm-hmm. enough of a difference. But if it's not even pay attention to dogs, then it's not, yeah. don't even really look at a shark. <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, yeah. 
It's, it's not a painful watch. It's, it, do you know what it is? It's, it's a sort of movie that plays, like, I mean, not that most of us watch cable anymore because the world's moved on, but <laughs> it's a sort of movie that plays on the movie channels and you sort of leave it on because it's fine background noise. There's a couple of interesting or exciting moments, but for, sure. the, for the most part, it's just it's, it's such a product of its, of its time period. That I, and I'm, I'm not super in love with the time period as far as, like, you know, at least zombie movies are concerned, maybe horror movies in general. I don't know. There's some good stuff from that I time, mean, but... Yeah, I mean, we, we did our countdown, and, like, you know, there, there's there's definitely some gems, but, I mean, as far as the decades I've been alive, <laughs> like, uh, I, I do feel like that has been one of the, the worst ones for horror. I mean, uh, you can make a case for the 90s, I, I suppose, too, but, I mean, there's some gems I like in the 90s as well. Uh, yeah, I think you can make a case. I, I think 80s and 70s tend to be considered the best. I would argue the 2010s mm-hmm. might come after those, though. Uh, to be honest there was a lot of good stuff in the 2010s I think yeah no um yeah I, I was actually surprised uh how how many uh movies I, I watched when I, when I did my, my big watch last month and then yeah like we can go through uh you know like our, our list of uh you know top 50 or 100 favorite horror movies uh yeah I think you surprisingly do find a, a lot in those 2010s well I mean we we, we we both did our top 50 of the, de- the decade and mm-hmm. we couldn't even come close to a top 50 for 2000s all yeah. <laughs> oh, the yeah. 90s for that matter like it's just this is not possible i mean maybe eventually we'll see enough that we actually and it's not just about seeing enough obviously we've seen more than 50 horror movies from the decade right, but right. Not, we just didn't like enough to, to yeah. put 50 <laughs> in a best of list it's just so you, you know. can do like a top 25 and then like a top like uh and then like yeah like top 20 okay movies or yeah <laughs> stuff i don't completely hate yeah top 25 and then like here's some movies that are watchable yeah <laughs> <laughs> don't really feel passionate about them or anything yeah. but they exist yeah it's okay i, I think you know I, I was relieved at the start when you said that you've liked this less every time you've watched it because I, I do think it's one that's not mm-hmm. whereas the original like, outside of some dodgy blood effects like just mm-hmm. you know it's a fine wine because it's just like, everything it's saying <laughs> is relevant in fact you know what i think a dawn of the dead remake just now may actually be more relevant because like malls because 2004 malls were still just kind of as big in a, in a way i feel like mm-hmm. now in 2020 i mean not this year specifically because of the pandemic but the mm-hmm. idea of the uh like you know malls have kind of been in decline as like a hot spot mm-hmm. like a, a lot of like stores and malls closed down like if you did this now you could at least do maybe some commentary about how mm-hmm. things have changed like and, like half the stores could be boarded up because they've all shut down and i don't know like maybe yeah. i mean the, the only problem with that is that there'd be no zombies i mean if they're going to the mall because it's what they remember <laughs> doing <laughs> there'd be like what two three zombies. that was that was always a theory <laughs> it was never for sure um i, I don't know or uh hell i could I could see like like all the stores in america like funding like a remake to say look these characters <laughs> find safe haven in a mall because everything is there whereas everywhere else is screwed because they've all been using the internet to shop this is this is better see malls are important <laughs> we have to keep malls I think, around <laughs> i mean I, I think what they if 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 there is like some like dead mall out there that like yeah it's just not like has like absolutely nothing going on like no one's coming and visit it why not um turn it into like a i don't know like gigantic like zombie escape room or is something that, like do, do you know what this do, do you know what the, the the modern dawn of the dead is it's uh characters finding refuge in amazon's warehouse <laughs> that's the equivalent though yeah, <laughs> the giant Amazon warehouse, where where they not only have to fight the zombies, but the Amazon workers that are still being forced to work. Because... <laughs> <laughs> that was a good joke. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, no, um, no breaks even when you're undead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, I like it's a very watchable movie. I, I guess we're at ratings now. It's it's, it's yeah. you know it, it's fine, but it's a little bit obnoxious. So actually, what it makes me think of as I was watching it again, talking about how it always wants to be cool. It reminds me kind of the Resident Evil movies, but also maybe more specifically of what I consider a Sony movie to be. No, that's not to say there's not a couple <laughs> of good Sony movies, but I'm thinking 
you know like your your bloodshot and your your venom and stuff like that it feels like yeah. it, it doesn't actually come from sony it's a universal movie but it feels like it would fit right at home with that bouquet mm-hmm. of movies uh feels like it's that sort of sort of uh i don't know aspirations i can but... see that yeah anyway final thoughts on your your rating tim <clears throat> uh so i think i'm gonna go with um even even though <laughs> yeah it does kind of sound like we're, we're very negative but i'm still gonna give it like not a horrible score uh, i think i'll go with like a 5.5 because uh yeah it, it's just like to me it's kind of just right down the middle where it's like uh again like yeah I, I do have like maybe some nostalgia for seeing it when i was younger but you know it, it's kind of going more and more away and uh what you're left with though is something that i do still think yeah like you said is watchable it's not the worst thing in, in the world um but it's not great so it's kind of just right down that middle now just give it like a little smidge up because i you know i still do think you know there's some interesting ideas there's some decent kills like um you know the characters aren't great but at least you know they're like good actors and stuff and um yeah it's uh yeah it's, it's just kind of right a little bit above that halfway point for me but yeah it's a uh, it, it is a shame because <clears throat> I, I do think there are some people that do have a pretty genuine like fondness uh for this movie um but yeah i don't know i i, I wish i had it a little bit more but it's just fine i guess yeah I, i'm kind of in a similar but i'd probably i'm probably gonna go with the straight five i you know it is watchable it's not a terrible movie by any means but it's also i don't think it achieves anything either it's just kind of there i don't really feel particularly happy about watching it or happy that mm-hmm. i've watched it i'm not mad that i watched it per se either i did groan yeah. a little bit when i saw the runtime and i looked at it and because i was hoping it was like 90 minutes right because that, that's the good thing about bad horror movies is they tend to be 90 minutes yeah or, or less <laughs> even sometimes and I looked at the, the runtime and I went, oh my god, it's an hour 50. No, no, why, why do I have the director's cut? Why, why? <laughs> like, I almost went and rented the theatrical cut just to save 10 minutes of my, my time. Uh, so. And, and like, I do think it does genuinely flow better. Like, yeah, because uh, I, I didn't feel the runtime. Like, an hour 40, um, mm. maybe still a little too long. Like, you probably could get it down to a pretty reasonable 90, but... Yeah, I definitely didn't feel it as much, but even just an extra ten minutes, so I can see adding uh, a lot to it. No, to to be fair, like I'm not saying obviously the original is actually a long movie. Well, the original is over two right. hours, but I'm I'm not saying that a zombie movie can't be that long. I, I, it's just that I wasn't excited about watching it, so therefore I wanted it to yeah. be as short as possible. <laughs> um, but yeah, five out of ten for me. So there you go. That is uh, Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead. I know it's one that people are probably interested in is doing. Back when we did the original trilogy, mm-hmm. uh, we still haven't done this, this sort of this, the second trilogy. You know, the the land survival and diary. Diary. Yeah, not in that order. But um, <clears throat> and then I mean, if we're gonna do the remakes too, there's the 1990 remake mm-hmm. of Night of the Living Dead, and um, oh boy, uh, I mean. Yeah, that... I never, I never saw Day of the Dead, or it's because there's a sequel to the, the Day of the Dead remake, right? There's like Day of the Dead two. I think there is, yeah. Yeah, uh, it, it was on Netflix at one point, and I don't even remember if I was able to make it through. But that, oh. at, at least this is like an actual movie. Like that is the definition of garbage. But yeah, uh, I guess someday <laughs> we'll probably get there. Yeah, I, I do. You know what the, the the good thing for Tim is that I want to entice him back as quickly as possible after his paternity <laughs> leave. So I'm going to I'm going to like sort of like tease him in with good movies. I I, I can't I can't like say we're going to do bad movies first. Like I have to be like, no, we're going to do some good movies that you, you like or you want to see Timmy to sort of get him back. Once he's comfortable again, then I'm going to spring all the shit on him. Don't worry. Like we'll. <laughs> we'll start with some leprechaun movies or something. To... Okay. <laughs> sure sure we'll start i mean to be honest the one that we might be on for you coming back may actually not be the one you want to watch oh boy because <laughs> i because i think we're going to be, i think we're recording in the hood too before you go on paternity leave so okay. the one you do when you come back will be the one that i know you don't like yeah so i guess uh yeah we'll record that for leprechaun month and then what what <laughs> what how dare you no 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 leprechaun once you kidding me uh we did vampire we're doing zombie next month is werewolf month um if there's another theme month 
after later then we'll see but no um <laughs> you actually you may get another three months now i'm thinking about it, just because you know when when tim comes back to record it may be not consistent at first it may be kind of like oh, a bit here a bit there as you're getting back in the groove so i can see easily like, mm. wanting to bank in advance again a little bit so i could see maybe there being mm. a theme month in like you know june or whatever uh mm-hmm. whenever we get to record in june episodes because right now we have no idea but here we are <laughs> anyway uh if you made it this far in the review Hit us with the word. Shallow. Hit us with the word shallow. Okay. Uh, I'm going to make Tim pose for the thumbnail. Uh, Probably have to kick his cat away. (laughs) Honestly. (laughs) Damien, you want to be in the thumbnail? No? Okay. (laughs) Be gone. Be gone, feline. Yes. All right. So here we go. Three, two, one. Pose. <laughs> I think that'll do it. Okay. Uh, I feel like Tim's just making up random poses now without even thinking about what they are, mm. which is fine. That makes yeah. for a good thumbnail. I'm not, I'm not complaining. Uh, all right, that that is the show. That has been Screams After Midnight. Uh, we mentioned earlier, of course, Patreon.com slash TV. Support us over there. Hit the like button. Also support. Very good. Uh, catches on Twitter at Screams Midnight for updates and shenanigans. Especially, I mean, Tim's on break from recording. He'll still be on the Twitters occasionally, so you can mm. get him on there and uh, uh, and annoy him that way. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, I forgot to tell you, um, what do I usually say at the end of these? Other than that. Uh, stay safe and good night or something. <laughs> I definitely don't say stay safe. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the safety of our audience is definitely something that I've never considered. Uh Take that for what you may. <laughs> I can't, I can't. I want you to all be fine and not dead. <laughs> Although us having an undead audience might actually be on brand, but that's... that's sure. the, yeah. You know, whatever. Uh, but that is uh, that is the show. That has been us. Hopefully you enjoyed our discussion of Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead. Thank you very much once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching scary movies and we will see you next time. <laughs>